Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Friday. We won't sing together on this show. One, because we just did an episode of podcast reviews, so we're a little butthurt about the singing complaints. And two, we're still remote, so we wouldn't be able to sync up. Yeah, I guess we don't have to sing together. It's Friday, Friday, gotta get down on Friday. Hope everyone is acknowledging the space that they're currently in and really just relishing in the summer weekend we have ahead of us, whatever your plans are. I hope you are looking forward at these next few alarm-free living days with joy, hope, and happiness, and most importantly, inner peace. Oh, so beautiful. All of those things sound so so lovely. I found so many of those moments because I am on vacation and I'm just having such a wonderful time. Um, if you guys so listen to the Patreon, if you guys listen to the Patreon, like you know what's new with me. And if you haven't, then you should go and listen because the episode we recorded yesterday is hysterical. And then also like you could catch up with me, what's new with me, what's new with Brew. Um, but Claude, what's new with you? We haven't FaceTimed since we podcasted. So like, what's the latest? You know what? I'm just... I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot because as we spoke about on the Patreon um, yesterday or two days ago, I feel really happy with how this week went. Like I feel very accomplished. I think it was a great week for the toast, great week for everyone involved. I am so exhausted from just like doing it by myself. And I also I have like a crazy weekend planned. I just felt like I deserved like a, a bender. So mm-hmm. on Monday, you're going to show up like refreshed from your weekend and your week of vacation. And I'm going to show up actually looking like Remy the Ratatouille, the rat of all my dreams. Oh, so you're going to show up being a five-star chef? Can't wait. <laughs> Can't fucking wait. What are you going to make for me, chef? I'm going to make you ratatouille. Yum. I made ratatouille in a cooking class once, and I just did not get the hype. And to, you for also... There be, for there to be a whole movie about ratatouille <laughs> when it's just like a random fucking meal choice... I don't get it. Yeah. Um, I've never had it. I do know you made it in your cooking class. And I do believe you also made it for us like once at Shabbat right after the cooking class. So, you know what? Your memory is so on point. And <sighs> I'll tell you what did happen. So You've never said made, that to me. We made ratatouille in the cooking class. It had a lot of steps. The first step was to like roast these vegetables. And then you put the vegetables in the tomato sauce and then in the soup. Um, but I thought the roasted vegetables themselves tasted so delicious. So that's what I made for the family. Yeah. Just the first step. Just the first step of the ratatouille. That was so it. what is a ratatouille? It's a soup? It's like a tomato-based um, liquidy dish, yeah. That's not what you made. You made grilled vegetables. No, no I, that's what I'm saying. I did step one, grill the vegetables. Oh, interesting. Okay. And well, then you like put those veggies into the tui. Got it. So it's the so tui. I just made it's ra- the tui that makes it liquidy. I just made rat. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Well, I don't remember. You'll have to make it for us again. Oh, I would love to, Claudia. You know I would. So now that we're end of our uh, friends and family week at the Toast, I would love to hear your thoughts like on some of the co-hosts. I know you didn't listen to like every minute of every episode, and that's fine because you're on vacation, um, but I would just love to hear some of your thoughts. So I'm going to share my thoughts, and just I want to let you know, I only watched still Amanda's episode because I was still home, and I'm going to download the other episodes for my flight home. I feel like the three episodes, my flight will be over in yeah. a flash because they're all like about an hour. So that's my big plan. My thoughts for that, of course, like I have FOMO, you know, and it's like, it's so nice to see the show thriving and there's so much buzz and Tyler C and Theo are like falling in love and Theo's pregnant. Um, <laughs> but I just felt like, you know, I would love to have been a fly on the wall. And also like what's going on in the world. I'm so 
unplugged. Like, I have a question for you. We've never spoken about this, but when you're hanging out with other people and they like ask you to explain something that's all the going time on in pop culture to them, like, doesn't it annoy? I'm literally like, oh, I'm off the clock. <laughs> I'm literally like, sorry, gotta go run into traffic. It's it's my least favorite thing, <laughs> only because I actually in my free time love to talk about this stuff with someone like you who's equally as knowledgeable. But if you're right. not on my level, like you don't know every single detail of the housewife and the hustler and the Girardi case, like I can't explain it to you from the beginning. That's like asking me to read the encyclopedia to you. Yeah. No, like I'm not a teacher. And also I find that like when I'm talking, <laughs> when I'm talking about something for so long, like people do check out and it's like, bitch, you asked me. No. And then when they ask, it's just downright disrespectful because they're basically saying, I don't listen to the morning toast. Right. No, it's like, it's all there laid out in front of you. I just, um, not that anyone's done that to me this week, but I was just about to say to you, um, like what's going on this week? We're, well, actually I did really feel like you because my God, it is hard to choose stories. And of course, Monday was easy. Like I will not lie. I actually did six stories on Monday because there was like so much to recap with not skinny, but right. not fat. And it was like sub stories. Great. And then I knew Tuesday it would be harder. And then I thought there would be a pickup in some other day. Wednesday was a shit show. Thursday was a shit show. And so like, it was so frustrating because I know not every day is going to be like hot news buzzworthy stories, but oh my God, I wasn't expecting literally four out of the five days to be deserted. Yeah. No, I've been trying to tell you. It's crazy. Yeah. So I have to say that's probably been my least favorite part of doing this. Actually, my least favorite part of doing it by myself is that the other person doesn't really know the time crunch that I'm on to work our ads into the show. And I also feel weird reading ads in front of Tyler C. I'm not going to lie. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I could see how that could be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, it was painful. So, um, yeah, that was probably what I struggled with the most. But I do want to let everyone know just to kind of be consistent for this entire week. I have chosen the stories for today's show. Usually Jackie does when we're podcasting remotely and every other show, but I am going to, I chose the show, the stories and I'm going to read them aloud just because I've kind of gotten in this groove and I just don't want to finish what I started Monday. It's your problem again, but until okay. then it's mine. Yes. And also I will, I'm sorry, are you ads. busy? No, you're like touching your phone. Who's texting you? Okay, sorry, there's music playing in the background where I am, and I'm trying oh. to get them to turn it off. Oh, okay. okay, so you're texting Zach. Okay, no, that's fine. I'm just like, this girl is not listening to anything I'm fucking saying. Um, no, I'm listening to everything that you're saying. I'm going to be doing the ads. I'm excited to see what stories you chose, because it's going to be a totally different show than if I were the one choosing the stories. And also, um, it, I'm, yeah, I'm excited. This is really a role reversal for us, like, to, for me to react, you know? Do you feel powerless? Like, no, I feel I feel relaxed. I do. Well, and I'm this excited. Is but also, I do feel like what I feel like I'm on someone's podcast. Like, what are we talking about today? Also, this is going to be a Claudia explains it all kind of episode because we're talking about housewives. I know you probably haven't been keeping up with everything that's been on TV this last week. I have because I have nothing else to do. Um, so I will give you some context backstory on the show on the stories that are about TV shows that I know you haven't seen yet. Okay, cool. I love a Claudia Explains It All, you know, because I'm just like such a grandma and I'm really out of touch. And as far as content goes for me, I finished Medici on Netflix and I thought it was really good. Um, I finished my book, People We Meet on Vacation, and I thought it was kind of bad. Oh, it's on my list. But the people on TikTok like it. I feel like you're too like elevated and smart for it. Well, I liked the other book by that author. I don't think it was because I was being elevated and smart. Like, I think it was just, I don't think you would like it. Oh, really? It just dragged on a little too much for me, and oh. it was just, like, a little stupid. These two people are, like, obviously in love, OTP, like, fucking make it work. Sorry. Have you been watching Love Island at all? No. Oh, my God. I, I so have much to is there. say, last night's... Is it a whole different show now? No, but last night's episode started the new season of the same show. Like, two... I, I won't spoil it for you, but two girls decided to blow shit up. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Download that for the plane. It's so fucking good. And you know, everyone keeps telling me like, you have to watch UK. You have to watch UK. I hear you. I'm so happy with where I'm at with Love Island US. And I guess if you compared it, maybe you could say one is better than the other. I'm having the best time. I don't need to take on like this burden with all these new seasons. Like I'm so like riding or dying for Shannon and Josh. Like I... I don't think I need to be disrupted. Um, and I feel like Love Island UK, correct me if I'm wrong, really gives me um, too hot to handle vibes. I feel that. Maybe and that's also, because I, all those people are British, though. 
I heard a rumor that this season, U.S. is actually better than U.K. No, I'm telling you. I'm like, how can anything be better? This is so good. Yeah, so I feel good about our choice, too. You know, you can't do it all. No. And there is a U.S. version that airs every night. You don't have to download a VPN, even though you could use IP Vanish if you wanted to. You could. Use code you if could. you wanted to. You could. But, you know, sometimes you could just also turn on CBS. No, it's so easy. And, like, with the Paramount Plus, I don't even record it because it goes on Paramount Plus the next day or even that night. So it's right. so premium. I'm ha- And this isn't even an ad, even though they do sponsor our show here and there. I'm having the best time. So thank you to everyone who's recommending UK. But... I'm finding this this inner peace, and I don't want to disturb it because I'm just loving having something to watch, being a part of something in real time. Yeah, no, you're definitely a part of everything. I really yeah. feel like you're really a part of everything this week. Like you're just like so booked and busy, and like you were in like there were articles written about like st- like things that yes. you discussed. Our Tyler C episode was making the press. So thank you to all the toasters who work at various publications who just thought it would be interesting to write up that Tyler C. and his girlfriend didn't date, didn't kiss till their fifth date. So interesting. Fascinating. So, and that's good for Theo to know that probably he's got four more dates under his belt before he gets I mean, big smooch. I'm not even being dramatic when I say Theo has truly not been the same since Tyler left the studio. <laughs> Did you see how he was literally like yearning out the window when Tyler yes. left? Yes, I did. I did see that. I saw the pictures. I saw people tagged me in like videos of like just Tyler just stroking Theo the whole time. Jackie, Theo sat with Tyler from start to finish. Didn't even look at me once. Slept so peacefully. I've never seen his eyes close that shut. Like he's, he reached a level of euphoria, like rubbing up against Tyler's thigh. And I think that's probably a feeling a lot of us would feel if we were ever in that position. Theo is all of us. No, literally. Yeah. Well, speaking of Theo, I think without further ado to do to do one last thing i was really torn on whether or not to bring theo to the studio that day because with guests i don't want to overwhelm theo i don't want to overwhelm the guests you don't know if they're allergic to dogs like it's just not whatever and something he was like looking at me when i was leaving he was like and i'm so glad it made the episode like i was so glad i ended up bringing him that's theo the businessman and the doctor and you know that tyler c like is a dog lover we sp- you didn't watch the episode yet, but we spoke the, so much about Barkitecture. The, yes, the show for dogs. Like, he's a puppophile. Yes, and I won't spoil it for you, but I did ask the hard-hitting questions about who took out the trash in the quarantine house. And did you ask who made the biggest dump? No, but Jackie, he was <laughs> dying laughing when I was like, me and Jackie could not get over how much trash was being acquired in this home. Like, did you never take out the trash? He was like, we took it out every five minutes. There were so <laughs> many people in the house and there were so many press boxes coming, like so much PR that oh all the God. cardboard, all the boxes, like it added up so quickly. And I was like, I actually really appreciated the insight. Yeah, no, that was just a crazy time. When he looks back on on that time, what does he think? He, I, I think he definitely had a little shame associated with his dancing in a lot of those videos. But he did say, like, he has a big dance project coming up, which he wouldn't tell me about. I'm like, Dancing, dancing with, with the, the stars? stars? But you can't. It's so it's so top secret if you're going to be on Dancing with the Stars. He would never have been allowed to drop it on the podcast. So I don't know what the hell he was referring to. But I guess big it was good practice. Project. Yeah, maybe he's going to be, like, a judge on So You Think You Can Dance. I don't fucking know. Interesting. Maybe he's hosting, like, Doggy Dancing with the Stars, Dancing with the Dogs. I mean, I would literally tune into that in three seconds. <laughs> Me too. Okay, well, speaking now of dogs, without further ado to do to do, do you feel good about that? I do. I do. Sorry. I had to just get that last one thing in. You do, you do. I do, do, do. Okay, without further ado, do, 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 it is time for the Fast Five stories that you need to know that Claudia has chosen before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. <sighs> and before we get into that, I need to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. There is no shame in needing help. This has been a very difficult time for so many people, Claudia and I included, and BetterHelp is an amazing resource where you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional therapy done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide and nationwide. 
You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. So you can take this into your own hands easily with BetterHelp. You can visit their website and read their testimonials that are po- posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com toast. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So that's betterhelp.com toast. All right. Now, Claudia. And now to you, Claudia, in the studio. Literally. Okay. First up, Dorit and PK Kemsley reportedly owe over a million dollars in unpaid taxes. So the reason why I thought this is interesting, and I'll read the article, is because, and I know you didn't see, but this week, Dorit, when trying to commiserate with Erica, talked about how last year they had all those financial problems and really spoke about them like they were in the past. And I believed her. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so glad this is behind her. But no, not according to page six. Erica Jane isn't the only real housewife finding out that life can be just a little too expensive. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills cast member Dorit Kemsley and her husband PK reportedly owe more than $1.3 million combined in unpaid taxes dating back to 2015. Was she on the show in 2015? No, maybe 2016, because I think her first season was when we were doing The Breath, and that was 2017. According to documents obtained by The Sun, PK has two active solo tax liens in the state of California, one for about $300,000, and then uh, that one's from 2015, and then another one for $290,000 from October of 2018. He and Dorit are then both named in a 2018 tax tax document that states that the couple owes the IRS $635,000. She rounds out the debt with her own individual tax lien from March 2021 that states she owes the state of California an additional $90,000, so that all totals to $1.3 million. All liens remain unpaid. They put their uh, house on the market for $9.5 million in September. So, and it's just been reduced to 8 million. If that's any indicator of desperate levels. Got it. Okay. This is really, um, unfortunately not surprising. I feel like for a few years now, we've kind of been waiting for the other shoe to drop with three and PK because like, even though, even if he is the most successful manager of boy George of all time, like, looks 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 for Dorit like those things cost money and and let's say like let's say like I don't even understand how he works with boy George but even if he does getting as a manager 10% of boy George's annual earnings does not support the lifestyle they live even outside of all of her glam their house their trips everything the cars the homes agreed Boy George is not Justin Bieber. So. No, right. And even, by the way, even really successful music managers or any type of managers don't have one successful client. They have like five and that's how they sustain their business. Yeah. So I've always just tried to like hope that, you know, he has investments in other businesses that I don't know about. Family and that, money. Like, everything, everything was fine over at the Kemsleys. Um, it's clear everything is not fine. It's also crazy now that like now that the level of housewife crime has reached where it is, it's like, oh, she didn't pay her taxes. At least, like, you know, it's not orphans and widows. No, of course. And honestly, like, you know me, I'm such a hater at of least the it's tax not, system. At least, it's not, at least it's not gullible elderly. Yeah, no, like, and this is a Teresa Judice situation. The only people Teresa Judice committed a crime against was the government. And it's like, yeah, fuck the government. Like, so <laughs> with Dorit, I don't think she's a bad person or, like, evil, but this does worry me because I already do feel like this season she's kind of taking a back seat, which isn't bad. Everyone has good seasons and hot seasons and whatever, but she's already kind of fading into the background. And if they really don't have any money, like that's just, it's not good for her future on the show. And I think that the show sustains a good amount of their lifestyle. Yeah. Also watching someone, you could say like this storyline now makes her interesting. Like hearing that someone didn't pay their taxes is just like not interesting to me. Yeah. It, unless PK is going to go to jail. Unless. Because this is from 2015. And as far as I know, because I have accidentally underreported taxes, like when, from when I was in college, I spoke about it in my book. You just get a notice and they're like, girl, you underreported, you have to pay X amount and here's penalties and interest and you pay it. So when mm-hmm. I got that letter, it was like two years later. This is from 2015. So that's six years. And I do believe, I don't know at what point when you don't pay, does it become a crime? 
Because people, no, do they, people yeah, make mistakes, do you, you owe slammer. money. Right. So things happen. Like everyone, I think, at, if you run a business, has miscalculated and it owed back. It's called back taxes. I don't think that's not a crime because the government's like, you owe X amount of money. We're not going to tell you what it is type of thing. Right. But if you get it wrong, but if you get it wrong, you go to jail. Right. So I don't know at what point does it go from being a mistake to being a crime. But I do feel like six years is a long time. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they are as, you know, well off as they say. And they're like, and they saw this article and they're like, oh, we didn't pay our taxes. Like, we sh- we'll go send a million point three to the no. government today. See, I'll never understand. There's a lot of things I don't understand. But I'll never understand people who owe millions of dollars to the government, which I could end you up in jail, but choose to buy fancy homes and cars. So it's like at one point they did have the money. They had to put down a, a payment for this house. Why not put that money, stay in your rental and send it to the government just so you don't go to jail? Like, I'll just never understand that logic. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There is a degree of like human error with some of this stuff, but then there's also like, in, it's intentional, especially after so many years, like, unless, you know, they really like don't check their mail, but no, but then it's like, right. Wh- when does human error become evading your taxes? Yeah, I don't know, but I agree. This is, this is a very large amount over a lot of years and you have to earn the money in order to owe the money and they just right. spent the money. So the 90 grand that she owes from March, 2021, like it's very possible. She miscalculated like that to me is not the big story. The big story is 300 grand from 2015 and another 300 grand from 2018. You know about that. Yeah. And, but that's just PK. Just PK. Yes. And then they have a a communal one, um, for 635,000 also from 2018. Oof. That's not good. If I, if I had to guess, this is smelling like an evasion, not a mistake. Yeah. Also just like, unrelated but related i'm in la and i saw lisa vanderpump today oh my god where um at malibu country mart i think it is where there's like all these little shops um and actually zach was the one who spotted her of course and then um (laughs) and then i was just like looking over my shoulder and it was her indeed she looked very fabulous you know i didn't go and say anything just because we you know talk a lot of smack no that was me at jackson britney's wedding like running to the other side of the room not that she even knows who the fuck we are like irrelevant uglies no but it's like just in case i still have i have like you know integrity integrity and it's just like I would never talk out of one side of my mouth and then go be fake on the other and also like I'm just not the type of person that goes up to celebrities anyway um but also at the same time that I saw her like a toaster saw me and it was just and then the toaster facetimed her sister because her sister is the bigger fan and then I was like do you watch Vanderpump Rules and then like it was both me and Lisa in the frame (laughs) it was good times (laughs) gotta see those photos yeah, no, she just DM'd them to me. It was really funny. Um, so, yeah, that's, like, what happens when you're in L.A. You know, some people aren't paying their taxes. Other people are seeing Lisa Vanderpump. That's so true. And, you There's know, there two types to be, of people in L.A. There used to be all these whispers about Lisa's finances and, like, the restaurants and stuff that happened to her back in the U.K. But as I always say, there's proof in the pudding. Like, you're not in jail. You're not in page six for owing money to the government. Like, you're squeaky clean in my book. Yeah, there is proof in the pudding. And, and you do say that. And by the way, there is a difference between being in a lawsuit and evading taxes because in a lawsuit, you just have to pay back in evading taxes. You could go to jail. Yeah. No, it's crazy. Like PK in jail. I can't imagine it. Dorit. Yeah. I mean, is Dorit. How much money did the um, Judice's evade oh. or steal or f- fraud i don't know but they also had other crimes like you know right. forgery and wiretap wire fraud it was beyond if their only problem was evading taxes they might not have gone to jail or definitely Teresa yeah. wouldn't have yeah but she had like some signatures some yeah on signatures mail fraud they had like every single one racketeering every bad one they had yeah exactly um, so that's so your that's- housewives finance news well, thank you so much for sharing that with me because I didn't know. And, and I'm, as a Dorit stan, like, it's tough. again, not surprised that there was more to their financial story. And, you know, I hate to say this because I don't always believe it. But in this particular situation, I do believe that the fr- phrase applies. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. It, but if this is the fire, like, they could get at, like, Dorit could put her whole paycheck this season towards paying off that tax. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's you know? a lot of penalties and interest beyond the what they actually owe. 
Yeah. All right. Well, we're wishing her the best. Maybe we'll start our GoFundMe. I don't know if you can go fund me for your taxes. You'd also have to pay taxes on the money you raised. So true. Trust me. Like, if that was a thing, I'd be doing it. It's a vicious cycle. <laughs> That's why they say Big Brother's always watching. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up, 13 Reasons Why Star Tommy Dorfman Comes Out as Transgender. Tommy Dorfman has come out as transgender. The 13 Reasons Why star shared in a new interview with Time Magazine that she has been living as a woman and uses she slash her pronouns. She said, we're talking today to discuss my gender. For a year now, I have been privately identifying and living as a woman, a trans woman. Dorfman said she's using the interview as a means to reintroduce herself as she's undergone surgery to medically become a woman. Coming out is always viewed as this grand reveal, but I was never not out, she explained. Today is about clarity. I am a trans woman. My pronouns are she slash her. My name is Tommy. Um, she did this sickening photo shoot with Time Magazine where she just looks bomb.com. Um, and you just love to see people out here living their truths, their best lives. And I think my favorite fact of this is that Tommy Dorfman is cousins with Andy Dorfman. I just found that out. I don't watch 13 Reasons Why, so I'm unfamiliar with her work. But I'm very happy to hear this news, someone living their truth and feeling um respected and welcomed enough to share mm-hmm. with the world. Um, I only found out I had, I think I maybe knew that they were cousins, but on an episode of real housewives of New York or Beverly Hills, they were at a fashion event and they're showing all the celebrities who are at this fashion event. And it says Tommy and Andy Dorfman. And I'm like, Oh my God, they're definitely cousins. That's so crazy. And I that's wonder, crazy that that's how you found that out. I wonder who was famous first. I feel like Andy. I feel like Andy also. Because Andy was on The Bachelorette so long ago. Is Tommy from anything else other than 13 Reasons Why? I'm sh- Oh, yes. Love Victor, the Hulu show. Or no. Yeah, Love Victor's on Hulu. Either. Yeah. Okay, I didn't watch it cool. either. Very cool. Um, yeah, well, happy for her. Love to see people living their truths. Um, this is a story. I don't, I don't know if you know this, and I think it'll blow your mind, but you probably know. You know that Liz Gillies was on Watch What Happens Live last night. So I saw a video that looked like she was on Watch What Happens Live, and I never got confirmation, but I went, I went on with my day as if she was on Watch What Happens Live. Yes, she was on, and she looked stunning. She wore a vintage Bob Mackie dress. Like, it was, she just looked, she looked like Fallon, first of all. Like, right. Okay, glamour. that's what I saw. She, with the cape and, like, the, all of it. Stunning. And I just don't know if she's ever been on Watch What Happens Live, but it was a great convergence for me of, like, everything. hmm But is she a big Bravo fan? I didn't watch, so <laughs> I'm not sure. But the big news from that interview was why she wasn't at Ariana Grande's wedding. So E! News writes up, why victorious star Elizabeth Gillies turned down an invitation to Ariana Grande's wedding. Unfortunately for Elizabeth Gillies, she had to reply, thank you, next, to Ariana Grande's wedding invitation. Unlike most of us, she was well aware her friend was set to marry Dalton Gomez during an intimate ceremony in May, but the pandemic prevented her from attending, especially given the tight safety precautions on most TV and film sets. She said, I could not get off work to go to her wedding. Because we would have to be cleared for like seven days to fly. So not only could I not tell anybody, but I also couldn't even ask for the day off and I couldn't get the day off. So I would have been there. Um, so we had Madison Brown on the toast and Madison said like they're so tight with COVID and they haven't had an outbreak yet. And like a lot of shows have quit like pause production for people on the crew or the stars getting COVID, but Dynasty has not. And I guess it's because they're super, super strict, strict enough that Liz couldn't even go to Ariana's wedding. Yeah. And for the vibe I get from watching all their stories of them filming Dynasty is like, they literally work 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Like they film so many episodes and like, so it's not just like lackadaisical over there. And that's just a bummer that she didn't get to see that sickening look in person. Um, yeah. You know, cause that was definitely like a, a historic moment. Yes, that's like a thing with the CW shows. They all are an hour. They're 22, maybe even more episodes per season. And so they're literally like living in Vancouver for Riverdale or Atlanta for Dynasty for most of the year, which like, you know, HBO shows film like 30 minute episodes, 10 episodes. So it's literally like less than half the work. So um, I feel like they're, if you're on one of those shows, you're just like always working. Yeah, which is, you know, probably tiresome but great work for a working actor like right a very steady job yeah so I guess that's really the moral of this story is you know Liz Gillies has a steady job 
Liz Gillies has a nine to five, couldn't make friends wedding. Yeah. And I also feel like that. Couldn't get, couldn't get PTO. I also think that, so relatable. I also (laughs) think that that also stops a lot of the people on those shows from becoming like uber famous because they can't go to like events or red carpets because they're literally in Vancouver. Like the Riverdale cast became so famous so fast. It was actually crazy. Do you remember that time? Like yes, 30 million Instagram followers. Yeah. I was on that ride. And now I feel like they're kind of irrelevant. Well, everything just, you know, what goes up must come down. I think now they're not irrelevant, but they're big stars and they're not they're just chilling up there. Yeah, yeah. They're just no longer you know, rising. They've risen. They have risen. Yeah. So, yeah. I have to catch up with Dynasty, but I do like to batch them all together. Um, I need to watch her on Watch What Happens Live. Do you know who she was on with? I do, but it's just, like, not coming to me at all. That's okay. That, those things happen. But, uh, no, that's a beautiful collaboration. Oh, I'm I so- think it was Sutton. Oh, oh my God. Our friend Margot saw Sutton Strack on Madison Avenue yesterday. Oh my God. Walking with like shopping bags and people and she like looked stunning and you just like. I would expect nothing less. Nothing. And she, um, they gave us a mid-season trailer. I don't know if you saw it. No, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, it was all like on Instagram, like you might've seen it, but it looks like coming up Sutton's kind of the only one who's questioning what Erica knew what her intentions are and Erica does not take it lightly like she comes for Sutton just for Sutton asking I think things a lot of us are wondering as well yeah I mean time will tell but I do think that would probably play well for Sutton among the audience because I think a lot of people are have questions and if all the ladies just sort of brush it under the rug you know especially after they held Denise's feet to the fire um, I don't think the audience will be pleased. So I think that actually will be a good Q score move for Sutton. Ever since you implanted that in my brain, I'm having a really hard time reconciling with this season because as much as I, I love female friendship, that's one of my favorite things about Love Island is that it's not catty at all. It's the most mature group of women. They're so supportive. They're like always singing and dancing in their dressing rooms. Like it's so cute. And it's actually one of my favorite parts that gets me to tune in. Um, and so I love that they're all really being there for Erica. And I don't think it's right to like turn on people when they're down. But the track record of this group is so like tumultuous when people are going through things that are so much less bad that once you made that comparison for me, it's really been difficult for me to like watch them all kind of coddle her. Yeah, I agree. When Denise did something off camera, not illegal, not immoral, nothing wrong with it. And they had to make it the center of the group, shame her for it, bring it up in every conversation and ultimately got her to leave the show because of it. It's just difficult for me to reconcile. I don't think that's crazy. No, I don't think that's crazy, and I, I'm sure when I watch it, I'll feel the exact same way. So, um, yeah, you know, that's a great segue into our next sponsor, honestly. Okay. I, I don't know why, <laughs> but this summer, you can get the most out of your travels abroad by learning the language of your destination with Babbel, the number one selling language learning app. From ordering in restaurants or asking for directions to gaining a deeper understanding of the culture, Babbel makes the whole process of learning a language addictively fun and easy. With bite-sized lessons you can actually use in the real world, Babbel is a can't-miss travel essential. So Babbel has 15-minute lessons, which make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. You know, if you're on your way to work, it's just like a little snackable piece of, of learning. Claudia and I, I've been brushing up on my Spanish with Babbel, and it's so helpful. It's actually really fun, too, and it's not. it doesn't feel like homework. It's not a super long lesson. You know, it's just a little education here and there. Unlike the infamous language classes you took in high school, Babbel designs their courses with practical real-world conversations in mind, things you'll get to use in everyday life. Extremely helpful. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to Babbel.com and use promo code TMT. That's Babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code TMT, for an extra three months free. I know a lot of you are traveling this summer, going to fabulous places, talking to fabulous people, and what's more fabulous than knowing the language of the land? Check out Babbel. You will not regret it. All right, our next story. Courtney Cox admits that the Friends Reunion nomination is not exactly the Emmy she was looking for. 
In case you haven't heard, the much-talked-about HBO Max Friends reunion, which, much to the delight of fans, debuted back in May, recently snagged an Emmy nomination. Courtney, along with co-stars Jen, David, Matt, Matthew Perry, and Lisa, have been nominated for their work as executive producers in the Outstanding Variety Special category. Here's what she had to say. Honestly, I am so happy that the reunion has been recognized because I think it's terrific. Ben Winston, the director, did a great job, and all of his crew. However... Although the actress expressed her joy about the special getting nominated, she also dropped a hint about missing one of her own. That's not exactly the Emmy I was looking for, she admitted. I'm being honest with you. Over the course of the hit show's 10-year run, Courtney was the only cast member of the group that did not receive an Emmy nomination. Back in June, during an appearance on Howard Stern, she shared her true feelings about that matter. She said, yeah, it always hurt my feelings when every single cast member was nominated but me. It definitely hurt my feelings. I was happy for everybody, and then when it was finally like, oh, I'm the only one, that hurt. So I actually didn't know that. I think I've looked up before who was nominated for anything from that show just because I was curious. But I don't think I ever put together that she was the only one who didn't get nominated. Um, And as someone who literally knows everything about the show, I find that really shocking. Not because I thought she was such a great actress, but because there were so many worse ones than her. Because... I love Friends, but one of my critiques of it is that the acting at many times is community theater. Who was the worst one? You know, everyone had good seasons and bad seasons. I can say without a doubt, the two best actors on the show who literally like lived and breathed their characters and you would have never known they were acting. Can I guess? Yeah. Can I guess Ross and Joey? Ross and Phoebe. Okay, fine. They're both like put so much of themselves and they even said it in the HBO Max reunion, which I thought was cool. Like they put so much of themselves and it's clear that the rest of the group really like respects and regards them as really becoming one with their characters. If I had to say, like, who the worsts were, and don't come for me, this is just my opinion, I think definitely Joey Tribbiani was atrocious at times, and I'm sorry, Rachel Green, like, Jennifer Aniston, and I do believe Jennifer Aniston ended up winning once, um, I just thought they were both, like, subpar, like, true sitcom acting, nothing method or revolutionary about it, so... I do find it shocking. She really actually, Courtney, even though Monica was not my favorite, she really was Monica. So I do find it surprising that she was the only one excluded when not all of them were really even like that amazing. In yeah, terms of acting. It's more so surprising that, um, you know, that special was nominated for something, for producing, whatever. Right, relax. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't watch it, so, like, I, I can't be that hard on it. And you oh, did I'm sorry. like it. You mean the, the reunion, not the whole show. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I'm not that much of a hater, even though that. But like, no, Modern <laughs> Family gets nominated for yeah. Emmys all the time. Sitcoms, so like, yeah. And especially one that's successful and popular, like they should be nominated. And I agree with Modern Family being nominated. So like Friends has to fall into that category for me, too. Um, no, just like that. The special was was nominated. I'm, I actually agree. OK, cool. Cool. Because I loved the special every minute of it because I'm such a big fan. Um, but I don't think there was really anything revolutionary about like the cinematography or the concept. And honestly, some of the concepts in the segments were really cringy, like the fashion show. So I agree. I don't know if the whole segment, the whole episode is worth an Emmy nomination, especially when this has actually been an amazing year for TV. There were so many good yeah. TV shows. But I wonder what category it was nominated in. Like Me some, too. Like, I'm going to Google know, it. Bullshit, like, um, you know, special reunion right. <laughs> category. I agree. And then it's probably, like, the things it's nominated with are probably even worse. So they got four nominations, actually. Okay. Nominated for production design and lighting design. Sure. Do you think that the lighting was really that good, though? (laughs) I don't know. Um, Wait, let me see what else. Winston was nominated for directing. Okay, great. Um, they were all nominated because they were all executive producers, so they got the nomination as well. So, yeah, okay. it's not, like, best show, period. It's, like, random okay, obscure good. ones. That's good. But you know what? An Emmy is an Emmy, and so, like, why can't we get nominated for best lighting? Because, honestly, we have really good lighting. No, and why can't we get nominated for best doctor? Oh, I mean, the good doctor, Dr. Theodore Fichemin. I don't know. That's fucking twisted. And by the way, let's talk about how that show just like stole his story. And let's talk about how the organization Doctors Without Borders really stole Theo's entire mantra. A hundred percent. I mean, they could say they were inspired, but we all know what really happened. Um, No, but we like if those are real categories for Emmys, like 
what about the category for like best sisterly bond, the morning toast? Best like slang. Yeah. Yeah. No, like there's crazy categories. I'm in shock. And you know what? Like a podcaster having an Emmy is not crazy. Kelty has two. I always forget that. It's like the craziest thing. Yes, but like for not podcast work. No, of course, because she's on Entertainment Tonight. But it's I'm saying it's not that far off that someone could have a podcast and an Emmy. No, no, no. But like, could you win an Emmy for your podcast? Yeah. Podcast awards are so like obscure and weird because they have a bunch um, like I, I heard radio. There's no, I can't believe there's not one like big real podcast award. Televised podcasts are so Spotify should put them on. But the thing is, like when it, when a company like iHeartRadio or Spotify, let's say hypothetically, puts those things on, they own certain podcasts. And if this if if it's this big televised event, of course they're going to give it to their podcast. It's good press. You would need like an obscure like the Hollywood Foreign Podcast Association, the AF- HFPA. Yes. Yeah, no, we need the potties that are not associated with any platform, but just, no, you know. And the potties that aren't um, associated with any toilets. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I think that that is what's nice, and I think that would be really interesting. And, of course, like, if we aren't nominated, then it's complete horseshit, but... Um, I think we have a chance. Yeah, I think the only way for, like, a new podcast award show to legitimize themselves, in my eyes, is to nominate us. Yeah, just because, like, we're kind of, you know, we're really harsh critics. So if you want to, if you want to get good feedback, just nominate us. We're also thought leaders in the space. Also, we have a really fucking popular podcast that's so funny and sisterly. So hilarious. The reviews are in, and we read so many of them. I told everyone on yesterday's show about it. Oh, okay, cool. You guys, you have to go listen. It was so fucking funny. And they were there. It was, it got pretty real. Like there were some mean ones that were just like not helpful. There were, were just some hurtful. that probably, there were some that probably weren't meant for our show. Yeah. Um, but there were some ones that gave us some stuff to think about. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I'm ready. Are you ready? You don't look I ready. Don't well, you don't look ready because you don't know that today's episode is brought to you by Public Goods. But I know you love Public Goods because they are the one-stop shop for sustainable, high-quality, everyday essentials made from clean ingredients at an affordable price. Everything from coffee to toilet paper and shampoo to pet food. Public Goods is your new everything store, thoughtfully designed for the conscious consumer. So I love Public Goods for a number of reasons. One, their products are all amazing. Two, so aesthetically pleasing, like you will have an Instagrammer's kitchen mm-hmm. if you switch over to public goods and three like the there are so many different things that I've gotten from there like olive oil that is mm-hmm. just so premium dish soap that it just cleans I put that Hand dish soap. soap I put that dish soap on like a dirty pan once which you know I always have a dirty pan I always put soap on and I left it there for one minute and I watched everything rise off the pan it was wow. like it was magic they ethically source and obsessively develop each of their products to be free of unhealthy ingredients and harmful additives still common on drug and grocery store shelves they're committed to making their products healthy and safe for humans animals and the environment i just love how much emphasis they put on our furry friends like they have products Mm -hmm. for pets they're good for pets and we love pets knowing what's in your products and where they come from is important small changes in the way that we shop can make a big impact on personal health and the world at large so we worked out an awesome deal just for our listeners to shop at public goods you can receive $15 off your first public goods order with no minimum purchase that's right they are so confident that you will absolutely love their products and come back again and again that they are giving you $15 to spend on your first purchase plus right now receive your choice of either a free pack of bamboo straws or reusable food storage wraps with your order you have nothing to lose just go to publicgoods.com toast or use code toast at checkout. That is P-U-B-L-I-C-G-O-O-D-S dot com forward slash toast to receive $15 off your first order. Sign on, get an Instagrammer's kitchen and essential goods. All right. Our final story is a little tech biz news. Oh, I'm so excited. What's going on? It's actually really shocking. Snapchat is growing faster than it has in years. The ephemeral, 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 ephemeral messaging app now has 293 million daily users. 
Just a couple years ago, there were concerns that Snap, the parent company of Snapchat, wouldn't survive as a standalone company. Its stock price bottomed out at around $5 after a disastrous redesign that slowed user growth and confused advertisers. The situation is much different now. Snapchat is growing faster than it has since 2017, the year it went public. On Thursday, the camera-based messaging app said it had added 13 million daily users during their second quarter, which is a 23% increase from the year-ago period. That means 293 people use Snapchat every day around the world, which is up from 173 million this time four years ago. So just like for some reference, Twitter reported 206 million daily users in the second quarter. Snapchat now has 293. Snap's revenue, yeah, their revenue also soared 116% to $982 million, which is making it a faster growing business than Twitter or Facebook. So these new numbers solidify one of the most impressive turnaround stories in tech. They also reflect how tech companies have benefited throughout the pandemic as people increasingly spend more time online. Snap CEO Evan Spiegel, also husband of Miranda Kerb, has said he expects the app's user base to actually grow faster as the pandemic and lockdowns end since Snapchat is designed to be used out and about with friends. So I just thought this was shocking because as a social media influencer, while I don't use Snapchat and I definitely you know, went away from it during their big drama when they redesigned and it was just like not about chatting anymore and discover page. Um, But I do know that like a lot, and this is what I learned from being on TikTok a lot. So many of the kids are like, add me on snap. Like they're not even the way to communicate. You meet someone on the internet. It's not like follow me on Instagram. It's at what's your snap. Add me on snap. That's so interesting how that happened. I do feel like there is a space for Snapchat. I saw a girl on the plane, like, when we landed, she, like, took the quickest picture of herself on Snapchat and then sent it to her peers. Jackie, seeing a teenager do a streak, they literally take, like, like two seconds. They just have to get their photo in. Yeah, no, and it's, like, it was just so crazy. And there really is no other app where you do stuff like that because Instagram is so curated. You know, Mm -hmm. everybody has the filters, and it's, like, you know, with the font and everything. And it's not, like, for your your Finsta-looking selfies. Um, TikTok, like, it really is just, like, a a, a quick one-to-one messaging app. Like, I do do see how this could happen. They also So you're saying Snapchat is not like other apps? Snapchat is not like other apps, and I don't know if it was intentional or they just knew that the proof is in the pudding and that, like, there is a use, there is utility for this app. But I do think that people are sort of, like, fed up with the Facebooks and Instagrams and Twitters and, like, they're all over you and they're like, do this, do that, download this. Oh, you want to message your friend? You got to do it on Facebook now. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. I'm on Instagram. No, Um, it's like, you want to message someone on Facebook? Download a brand new app. Yeah, and it's they're just like they're hovering. They're and taking Snapchat, advantage of our time and our energy. Yeah, and it, it, they're you can just like feel them watching everything you're doing. Yes. And it's like okay, like it's just crazy. And I do feel like Snapchat is a little bit more private, and they don't have that. I don't know what they do with their data and if they're watching you just as you know intently as the other platforms. But it doesn't feel like they are. No, I mean I don't know. I'm literally not on Snapchat. I don't even have the app on my phone. Do you? So I recently deleted it because, as you know, I have a storage issue on my phone and things, you know, it's survival of the fittest. And I had to delete Snapchat, which I was so upset about because AC uses Snapchat like all the time. She used to snap her counselor every day. And And can I ask you a question? Like, why mm -hmm. not just get a bigger phone? There is no bigger phone. Then like there's something wrong with you because like the biggest phone is it's not like you're, you know, you have files like you don't you have are you're an average phone user you take pictures you use social media like there's no reason the biggest phone should not be able to accommodate you to the point where you're deleting apps you actually enjoy and use the reason why i don't have enough space is because i don't use the cloud and why is that i just think it's so funky i just like by the way you know, i'm i'm watching never have i ever season two which you will love and her mom refuses to pay for the cloud because she says she refuses to pay for something that doesn't exist. No, and it's like, I mean, even though this movie was so terrible, like, it, it kind of is apt here. That movie Sex Tape, where they upload their sex tape to the cloud and then mm-hmm. they have to, like, go and try and find the cloud and it's, like, really stupid. But um, just, I... I think the cloud is just like a little weird and I like having the items on my phone where I can see them. And I just, I haven't been, maybe like someone could, you know, send me some, some pro cloud, um, information and information and maybe change my mind about this. But every time, like even with my 50,000 photos as I'm like nearing, you know, 257.9 GBs on my phone, (laughs) um, I just can't be, 
I can't be persuaded. I'm like, you know what? I'll, I'll erase another thousand photos. We'll make it we'll to see another day. You're going to like erase pictures of Bruno and Michaela like before you download the cloud. Yeah. I no. didn't even know you could use your phone without a cloud. Yeah, you can. You don't have to upload all your pictures to the cloud. Yeah, I mean, I guess the downside is, like, if I want to go look at a picture from, like, a million years ago, it takes, like, a couple seconds to download, but that's really not a big deal, like, at all. I haven't worried about storage ever. Yeah, no, that's not a big deal at all. I don't even want pictures from a million years ago on my phone. So it's just, it's crazy. At some point, I'm going to have to, you know, make a decision. Um or maybe I'll just get a new phone and then not transfer my pictures over. That's insane. I mean, you really are a grandma. Is that really Afraid that of crazy? the cloud? Is that that crazy? Am I the only one who thinks the cloud is just, like, so funky? I have heard, I know a lot of celebrities don't use the cloud. Like, all their text messages go through green just because of that big iCloud hack a couple years yeah. ago. Back in the, when there were all those celeb hackings and all the nude photos leaked, like those mm-hmm. came from the cloud. Yes. So the cloud, I, I agree, isn't the most secure, but that's not what it sounds like your concern is. I just think, you know, we don't know what we don't know about the cloud. Sometimes like you and your conspiracy theories like are crazy. <laughs> but you know what? It's fine. Like AC had to get off Snapchat. One, <laughs> it was bad for her point. mental health. And But I wonder how the counselor is handling it. Because she, like, obviously, you know, pesky AC. No one wants to hear from her anymore. But I feel like she misses AC. She hasn't mentioned it to me. Well, you know, she keeps all of her emotions bottled up. Yeah. Um. So those were the Fast Five stories. Quite robust, I think. And I really, I'm not going to lie, I do enjoy, like, being in control. But I do miss, like, just sitting around doing nothing. Like, waiting for someone to like bring me a story on a silver platter like I'm sweating like I've never worked so hard in my life true like thank you so much for having me on your podcast like it was so (laughs) nice to like come here and talk to you and like get to do like see what you do um it really is like such a pleasure you are unbelievably welcome and I'm so glad we got to podcast together for everyone who's listening we're back in studio on Monday back to the normal schedule Jackie and I both will be there and I hope you guys enjoyed this crazy week of fun-filled adventures. That's really what it was. And I had a great yeah. time. I hope you all enjoyed it. I really hope on, you enjoyed it. On behalf of me and all the toasters, we just want to say thank you for holding it down and giving us such premium content. And I hope that you have the most amazing weekend. You know, um, run to the edge of the cliff mm-hmm. and then, like, get scared and turn around. No, I'm scared. No, <laughs> because honestly, like, you put up with so much when I was on tour for two years. Until we realized, like, the pandemic actually really helped us, in a way, kind of cultivate our remote podcasting skills. So mm-hmm. moving forward, like, I'm, I'm in the process now of booking my shows for the next tour. It's not going to be a problem, which is such a relief. Yeah, it is such a relief. Oh, what a relief it is. Yeah, so go get ready for your weekend. Have so much fun. Please send my love to Theo. Is he coming with you? No, he's staying at his grandma's, and he literally cannot wait because you know he likes Ben's mom, like, definitely more than he likes me. Yeah, and I heard Ben's mom invited Tyler C. over for dinner. I didn't hear that. For Theo. I didn't hear that. Theo has a date. Theo has a date. No, I actually didn't hear that. You broke up. (laughs) (laughs) You literally went went mute. I didn't hear anything you said. Oh, maybe because it was a secret. Um, I said that Ben's mom. I actually feel like I don't want to know. Like, I wasn't meant to know that dumb joke. Like, God was protecting me. (laughs) No, no, I know. Let me just get off my chest. Ben's mom invited Tyler C. over for dinner. (laughs) Yeah, that's why Theo's been, like, already packing his bags. He can't wait to get out there. (laughs) You guys, hope you have an amazing weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the Fast Five stories every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you have watched uh, this (laughs) podcast on YouTube before, feel free to head over there, subscribe, give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you're hearing this message, go leave an emoji of a a newspaper because we're constantly giving you the news. Go leave it on our most recent Instagram post. Love you guys. I love the secret society that we've started. And the the society season two is happening right here. Were you doing it without me this no, week? No, no. Okay, I feel I'm so glad. But I would we never. gotta end it so that no one. Knows bye, 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 here. bye, bye. Nothing happened here. Bye. bye.